On some days, Malcolm Rogers felt more like a secret agent than a pro quarterback. It came with the territory. The minute he put pen to paper on the first contract with the American Professional Football League 11 years ago, every cell in his body essentially belonged to the PFL. And as far as his team was concerned, his cells were nobody's business but their own. It wasn't exactly a secret that Malcolm had sustained an injury in the pivotal third quarter of Sunday night's game. When the tackle had caught him and he'd tumbled to the ground, Malcolm had been broadcast to 22.5 million households in America that night. Docile as a show dog, Malcolm had stayed down where he lay on the field, waiting for the Jacksonville Warriors staff physicians to come. As much as it was humiliating to sit there under the glare of the lights, listening to the tense noise of the home field crowd, Coach Newhouse would have Malcolm crucified if he had stood up and tried to limp off the field. It wasn't so much that the injury hurt at the time. The Warriors were used to pain. The pain started at the first preseason practice session, running drills in the hundred-plus degree swamp temperatures until they were dehydrated and aching. The pain didn't stop until a month after the end of the season each year. You either got used to the pain and stopped letting it tell you what to do, or you resigned yourself to life riding the bench. And so Malcolm stayed still, not because his ankle hurt, but because something was off. He could tell it immediately. He couldn't hear the sickening pop of the joint doing something wrong. The crowd had been screaming too loud, but God did he ever feel it. The physicians and crew had crowded around him quickly and carried him to the sidelines. Then, safe from the view of prying eyes, Dr. Tom had manipulated the joint, asking him if it hurt. It all hurt. He did his best to respond. Wild-eyed Newhouse approached them. Tom and Newhouse argued, the tense exchange quiet for the sake of the cameras, but heated nonetheless. Dr. Tom won, and that Sunday night, in the third quarter of the third game of the year, Malcolm Rogers was hefted up and carried off the sidelines, like some prince in a jeweled litter. The secrecy started on the field and didn't stop after that. Every bit of his care was conducted at the Warriors' official medical facility that night and the morning after. Exams, x-rays, and MRIs. Only authorized staff were allowed to interact and even see Malcolm. The Warriors had invested $12 million into Malcolm each season, their best offensive weapon against the other teams of the PFL. If they put him back on the field with an injured ankle, and they almost certainly would, Malcolm told himself, the last thing they wanted was an easy target. If even the slightest word got out, teams would start throwing everything they had at his ankle in every game, exploiting the weakness. Every part of the injury had to be under wraps. That's why Malcolm sat still on the field. That's why he was only allowed to interact with authorized staff at the Warriors' ortho center. And that's why he was under house arrest, while the coaches and medical team made their decisions about what to do next.